welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. Did you used to say the explain it part and I just said the slowly part? I don't remember. I feel like we changed at one point and like neither of us noticed. And then I just had like this existential question in my mind. Did I always say the explain it part? I don't know. Anyways, I'm confused. Explain it. Slowly. No, that feels worse. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) sorry for derailing us. That that was just a question on my mind that I think of, like, the past few times we've recorded, I've always thought of that. I'm like, huh. So. Well, thanks for listening. That was the the question for the day, right? (laughs) No, no, it wasn't. Okay. Real question, go. You have a question for me, you said. Oh, I do have a question for you. Uh, What's your question for me? Oh, uh, uh, what is steak tartare? Oh, excellent question. What is tartare anyway? I do not know what tartare is. Is that French? I feel like every... Tartare. I feel like yeah, all Yeah, it can food, be French. All food goes back to French and their their way of naming things, right? Maybe. Yeah, I guess it can be French. Maybe it's a region. I don't know. That That's an interesting question. Thanks for, thanks for asking it. <laughs> But uh, why why do you want to know suddenly what what steak tartare is? (laughs) Well, we went to a very fancy Italian restaurant. And when I say fancy, it's like they deliberately make sure to let us know on their menu that everything they use is imported overnight from Italy. And that's how, that's why it's fancy. (laughs) Fancy indeed. But we we tried a tasting menu Mm -hmm. course. Or we tried a tasting course on, from the menu. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much a little... I think it's more or less like a half portion. Like, it's a full portion, but split among two people. Mm-hmm. And just so you can, like, try different plates, though, you know what sort of, like, different type of pastas they have mm-hmm. and such. So, one of the... The first item was a steak tartare, right? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and yeah. so this was the like, first... Like, I guess, what's the origin? Do you even know? Oh, I do not. <laughs> um, but this was the first time that we've had, like, steak, steak tartare proper. Um, oh. And in my head, I've always imagined it as, like, raw ground beef. Mm. Um, and this was kind of different. So uh, we've had something called steak tartare in the past. But what that was was a seared uh, steak, and then it was thinly sliced where the insides were completely raw mm-hmm. right um but it was like very thin slices of it's like paper thin uh, of beef right yeah um and then you ate it with some with some uh sauces and uh usually sour accompaniments like the citrus and stuff like that right mm-hmm. um this was very different so uh this was uh hand chopped off very lean meat so like think of a filet mignon where there's like almost no intramuscular fat. Um, and I think that was very important because in my head, the idea of like eating ground beef with like all the hard chunks of like fat that didn't really melt because you were cooking it um, still there just never seemed put like quite appetizing. But the act of mincing it up, you will melt, melt the fat because you're producing, I guess, heat. heat. I don't but, think you'll melt uh, it all that much, though. Well, it depends on if the 
piece of meat is like room temperature or if it's like freezer cold. Yeah, I guess so. Right. Mm-hmm. So this was not, it clearly had no fat like mixing. It was yeah. just just the meat. Um, definitely hand chopped. Like it didn't go through a food processor because you still had like chunks, chunks of very small chunks, but chunks nonetheless. Um, and the whole thing was mixed with olive oil, like just to like easily separate everything and reintroduce some fat, some fat and moisture, uh, and salt. Um, I think I don't cheese on top. It was grated. Yeah, there was grated Parmesan cheese, but I don't think they added anything else like sugar. You said it was it tasted quite sweet, really sweet to me, and I I got gross out by Mm -hmm. it. So I I actually loved it. So I really like very rare steaks, like by nature, and that's why I wasn't like too enthused about ground meat because whenever you have like steak where you have unrendered fat. Like, especially in the inside where the inside of the steak is not warm. Like, you did not cook it. It's not cold, but it's not mm, warm either. Yeah. Uh, any fat that's, like, next to that ain't great. Um, like, you really want to cook the fats um, to best uh, best enjoy them. But the, the meat part, I am used to eating, like, raw steak from, like, the inside of a steak. Um, just never raw beef, like, on its own. So I wasn't sure what to expect either, like, when we ordered it. Um, and we didn't really order it. It came as part of a tasting menu. So, uh, forced upon us, if you will, uh, self-inflicted. So, uh, yeah, I, I tried it and I really, really enjoyed it. It was the olive oil really helped like cleanly separate everything. It wasn't like mushy or anything like that. Like you've distinctly felt, uh, and could taste the individual pieces of meat. Um, it otherwise tasted like the inside of a very rare steak, just, like it was never cooked to begin with. Yeah, you take a steak and you pound it up and you eat it. <laughs> yep. Um, and it was very good as a result. Uh, at least to me, who is used to who is used to that that texture, uh, because it is a very different texture from cooked meat. Though the flavor wise, it does it tastes like steak, like cooked or not. Um, so yeah, I rather enjoyed it. Okay. So here here's a. Story time. Uh-huh. And you're going to get a little glimpse of what's going on in Lynn's mind when she was eating it. And <laughs> it could be a little pretty dark. So if if you are of a sensitive part and, you know, you might want to skip this part a little bit. So I read mysteries. Lots of mysteries. Murder, cops, kind of thing, right? Specifically murder mysteries. Murder mysteries. So I, I tend to have a dark corner in my mind, you know. Sometimes <laughs> I wander there a little bit now and again, you know, when I'm... My mind's blank. I tend to wander towards that corner to explore, right? As an example of this, whenever we're driving down nice scenery, Lynn, her immediate thought is... Oh, this is a good murder spot. No one will know. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. I'll get back to the the dark corner in my mind in a little bit of the of the tartar. But so, where we live, there's this patch that I would say it extends about like a good half mile to a mile of just greens, right, mm-hmm. on both sides. Where it's just one road. There's no lights. There's no stop. It's just you go there's no nothing no building or anything just grass really tall trees and every time we drive by my thought like instantly is like oh 
this is like if you die here because like there's also a little like path walk on the side so people often go for like a trail walk or like a little long walk so my thought initially usually is like oh if you want to go walking on here and you get murdered or somebody just drag you off into like the deep end of the woods no one will know you know like that's it and then Dimitri would get so mad because every time we drive by I'm like this is a good murdering spot Dimitri would get so mad because he's like why do you have to go that route like why do you have to get so dark and I'm just like that's just how my mind works so I'm, not, I'm, get, I'm not getting mad I'm just surprised because every time I go through that exact same location um, I get a very different feeling of like, oh, look how nice it is. There's nature. There's no buildings. Everything seems fresh. But but that that's that's how it happens. It starts off with a guy thinking that way, taking his leisure stroll, and then you get a creepy guy creeping up on you, drag you off into the wood, kill you, and then you don't even know because you were in the happy place, <laughs> right? The, the first thing I think of every time we go through there. Um, is when is Lynn gonna bring it up? <laughs> no, uh, is uh, the beautiful scenes from uh, Breath of the Wild, the, oh, the oh, Legend of Zelda yeah. game, because I when that came out, I took two weeks off of work to just play that, and I was in front of the TV basically the whole time, uh, and that game is like beautiful just from like the scenery of going around and running through these plains or these mountains or these landscapes really uh, and exploring things, uh, and then I like eventually midway through that we had to step out for groceries and i'm like looking at the car i'm like this is not the same this is not the same at all uh so every time we pass through there like that's what i think of is those like memories of being like eyes behind a giant tv playing a video game uh, and enjoying that and I, I just find it funny that it's like and really then a, a product. And then whatever, what are Bokoblin, the yeah, jumps out. Come, jumps out and then <laughs> drag you into day. the woods and then just, <laughs> you know, smash you with their little wooden clubs. And, you know, it's like, no one would know. <laughs> our, uh, our outlook on life is really a amalgamation of our, exp- our, our previous experiences, isn't it? <laughs> so anyway, back to the tartar. So... I have this dark corner in my mind that I wander to all the time, right, apparently. So as we were eating it, the, the the place was really loud. But that didn't stop me from, like, exploring this, you know, possibility, right? The place... I have to say, one thing I really don't like about restaurants, or especially high-end restaurants that they consider themselves high-end, like, turn on the lights. Like, why is everything so dark? First of all, we're eating in a dark room. The lights are barely lit. We barely see anybody. And then here I have a plate of raw meat, okay? And then I'm like, oh, raw meat. So then I take my first bite. And I'm like, oh, I do not like this texture because it's so tough. It's so raw that it's like... And then my mind starts to wander. I'm like, this is kind of like probably what cannibalism is, right? Like, you're eating raw meat in a dark room, you know, no light, and then you're just yes, like... Yes, every cannibal up until now, this is how they enjoy their meals. That's how, what I was thinking. And then as I was thinking, I'm like, okay, I'm getting uncomfortable with the thought, that the fact that I'm thinking about it. And then I started, like, gagging. I started, I couldn't hold it in. So then after that... You were done. I, I told Dimitri, I, I can't eat this. This is just too gross. And meanwhile, me. I over here was like slowly getting used to its flavor and the taste. I'm like, mm, I like this. There's like some saltiness. There's some oiliness. There's some nice like 
chunk-sized pieces. It wasn't tough in the sense that, like, you had to really work to eat it. It was, mm-hmm. like, very easygoing, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, so. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that That's how my mind works. I'm not a murderer. I'm not going to murder <laughs> anybody, but I'm just saying sometimes... Yeah. Murder mysteries have I taken... I tend to, you know, explore a little bit too much. <laughs> and that's what I thought of when I was eating that plate. Um... Going back a little, it's funny you mentioned that uh, it's funny restaurants will always have, like, dim lights and stuff. Yeah. Uh, when on their, like, mission statement, they're like, oh, we had to import our noodles from Italy, like, via overnight mm-hmm. uh, flight because the eggs over in the United States are not yellow and rich enough to give the pasta its, its color. And texture. Well, they, they like, mentioned the color, color. for, and I, I was just, like, sat there thinking, it's like, it's not like you can see the color anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was just like a, a, a stray thought that I had with regards to like their explanation as to why it had to be overnighted and it couldn't be made like there, local. that's just an excuse to like hype up the price because mm-hmm. a lot of people think of like pasta or, you know, that's like your parents eat pasta probably like what, six times out of six times six days out of the seven days out mm-hmm. of the week like pasta is an everyday thing you don't go out to eat pasta mm-hmm. does that make sense pasta is homemade food so i, I maybe that's why they need to import stuff to make it seem fancy mm-hmm. or else people wouldn't pay like 20 dollars a plate mm-hmm. i don't know yeah no i can definitely see that so yeah turn on your lights restaurants <laughs> yeah I mean, let people see what they're eating. they're eating. Otherwise, otherwise they're gonna go to the same dark corner that Lynn did uh, and <laughs> think that uh, like some chef just chopped up the. the... Oh, I didn't even go there. <laughs> there. There's a fresh arm back there in the kitchen. <laughs> the 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 bus boy didn't do what they're supposed to do. <laughs> Anyways, on those pleasant thoughts, <laughs> um, give steak tartare. <laughs> um it's 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 funny that like we have such a a negative view of like eating steak and stuff like that but like fish is something that we readily eat raw because why why, why is it negative steak is delicious if it's cooked right no i'm saying if it eaten raw um like it's 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 looked as weird because we're not used to it anything anything raw yeah but like in in our modern day cultures like many more people are used to eating raw fish Mm -hmm. like whether it's in europe with other like carpaccio style dishes or japanese like sushi um is a blatant example of this like tons of cultures are now used to eating raw fish to a certain extent and there is a dish of uh, it's called negitoro, which is you have the fatty tuna uh, belly meat mm-hmm. that is chopped up with a knife uh, and then mixed in. You have a little bit of onions and it's ex- pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just a different animal. Speaking of that, it, it's very funny. We go to this little local mom and pop Japanese restaurant, right? <laughs> and Dimitri always order a negitoro bowl, which is chopped up tuna, like you just said. Mm-hmm. And over rice. Over rice. And the thing is... They always make it fresh. Mm-hmm. So whenever we put in our order, and then our order is taking forever to come, but the moment you hear the background noise of chop, 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 like 
something hard on wood, you know your food is about to come because that's a negatoro bowl that they're making right now, you know? Like, it's as fresh as it can be. Mm -hmm. But it's just so funny because every time we're sitting there, I'm, I'm always wondering, when's the food going to come? And then the moment I hear the chopping noise, I'm like, it's almost here. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Made fresh story. Yeah. So. That's the only plate that we, we know mm -hmm. because there's a signal for it. Yeah. It's funny. So, yeah. Give Steak Tartar a try on that happier note. Bye, yeah. everyone. Bye. <laughs>